0: Still a Nation, what's going on? It's your man, Easy. This is Stillers for 7 Podcast, episode 108. I know y'all like, dag, three in a row? Three in a row. You feel me? After this, it's going to be three down, two to go. Got an episode dropping all week. Because this is Ravens week, and I think that in the beginning of the week, we did a whole lot of talking about the outcome of the Houston game. The Matt Canada situation and stuff like that Granted, I'm gonna still get into it I ain't gonna lie I'm gonna get into it Cause he out there He out there, he might have a burner account He might have a burner account, man You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna get into that We're gonna get into Najee Harris You know, he He has some things to say, man He has some things to say And he backs Matt Canada You know, basically to sum that up But we're gonna dig deep into that one After that Still is make some roster moves, we're going to talk about that a little bit, you know, Um, sign a few guys, cut a few guys, you know, we're going to get into that, and we're going to talk about some more, man, we're going to talk about some more, so make sure you stay locked in, locked in, locked in, because it's going to be a good one as well, like the rest of them appreciate y'all for sticking with the guy sticking with the brand vs sends the team and that's enough of me talking bring that intro in it's a new season baby still for seven podcast you already know what it is man gang gang you already know what it is man. it's still the gang it's a gang it's the gang you already know for that month, Super Bowl, yeah. Still us for seven, yeah, we about to go get it Still a game, we win it, go down in the trenches, yeah We ain't tryna kick it like Drake, we do it for the sixes Then we can kick it, yeah this our division, the other three go missing. Come yeah, on, cool. let's get it, yeah. This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it. Still, let's it's the seven, it. yeah. We bout to go get it. Still a gang, we win it. Go down yeah, in the get. trenches, yeah. We ain't tryna kick it. Like Drake, we do it for the sixes, then we can kick it, yeah. This our division, the other three go missing. Come on, let's get it, yeah. This our division, Super Bowl, let's <laughs> win it. Good, good. Be ready to go by Sunday. Were you worried at all that it was going to be worse than what it was? Uh, a little bit from what the doctors were saying uh, they were worried about, but got got lucky that it, it was what it was and uh, pushing to go Sunday. you have any limitations at all? Um, no, I think by Sunday I'll be good. That knee brace that you have on, is that just for practice? Or you wear that around all the time? Uh, just for practice. Because you're going to have to wear it again or could you wear it again? It depends how the week goes and how I feel Sunday and if I need it or not. How do things feel today out there? I mean, you said you're trying to go Sunday, but just how'd the knee feel? How has it felt in the you know 48 hours or so since the game? Yeah, it, it feels good. Um, I'm confident with the plan that we have. By Sunday, I'll feel you know a lot better and, and be good to go. But out the gate, as you heard, man, Kenny Pickett is looking like he's fighting, battling. Not too big of a battle, but it looked like he's trying to play on Sunday. I wouldn't be mad. I'm not gonna hold you. It's the Ravens that were playing. So, why would you want to miss that type of game? This is legendary. This is historic. This is the rivalry in sports. You may have your other ones, but this is the one that's consistent. No matter how good the Steelers are, no matter how bad the Steelers are, no matter how good the Ravens are, no matter how bad, the I mean, good the Ravens are, you know, The games are going to be interesting and close. A nail-biter for the fans of each team. But if your team wins, which I hope the Pittsburgh Steelers do win this game, it's going to be one of those games that will be a whole lot easier watching the second time. (laughs) For real, man. But Kenny, you know, you heard what he said. And it's funny because I felt like he was giving a lot of short answers. He wasn't talking. He was kind of talking like, all right, this is a script. He's like he was kind of reading off a script. And it kind of gave me. I don't want to get fine vibes. Like I don't really want to answer anything. You know, I'm gonna just say, yeah, I just got. Yep, yeah. Like you know, you heard it, you heard it, you heard it. But if Kenny, if Kenny can go, then Kenny should show that not only do the team need to play better, he needs to play better. Mike Tomlin made one thing clear: when it comes to Kenny Pickett, he would like to see more fluidity in his decisions. Or make him making more fluid decisions And I understand that Granted When I first heard it I'm like "Uh," But it took a couple seconds I said I think I know what you're talking about Because sometimes Kenny goes out there And He plays like he's not buying into the system Not saying that's what's happening That's not saying what it is But That's how it comes off sometimes and if it's not that It's like He doesn't really know What he's doing But then you have Those moments Where are like Alright that's the guy Alright that's this is the guy You know So Hopefully The bone bruise Isn't as bad You know Cause you we can hear him Talk all he wants And stuff But at the end of the day One thing he said was You know By the end of the week We'll figure that thing out And Mitch got some reps today They didn't he didn't openly say how many reps Mitch got or how many reps he got. All he said was, I got the reps I needed. But hey, man, it looks like we playing it as in, hey, he might have a setback. We don't know. Just taking all the prob- uh, precautions, man. But Kenny, this year so far, he haven't been he hasn't been the Kenny we thought we was gonna see. We could put the blame everywhere. But at the end of the day, and if you listen to that whole press conference, because I only clipped it, but if you listen to that whole press conference, you know, he spoke on, you know, guys having to do their job and stuff like that. And he's one of those guys that needs to do his job, you know? Understand the playbook. If it's no audibles, make sure that everyone understands that playbook, man. You're the quarterback. You're the one that's supposed to know what everyone on your offense is doing. The only other person that kind of knows that what everyone else is doing is the center. So, Kenny, when you, if you play, and I, I'm going to just say when you play this week, this weekend versus the Ravens, just play sound football. Make fluid decisions, man. Act like you know. Act like you know the plays that you're running. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Hopefully things can go that way, but sometimes they don't really go that way. But we're going to see, man. Kenny, I I didn't give up on you totally. You know, I'm not going to give up on you this year. Well, right now, I'm going to evaluate things by the end of the year because this is year two. I know Mike Tomlin put it in a lot of Steelers fans' heads. That he expects significant leaps From your freshman to sophomore year In the NFL But Everyone don't grow like that And I know some people are saying But Kev Kenny is an older guy He's not just a little pup He's an older guy I believe he's probably 25 or 26 now You know So And that is a good reason Like okay guys Like hey you should you should be able to grasp things just a little bit better. And that's what kind of made me like Alex Highsmith when we drafted him. He was I think he was about 23 when we drafted him and he looked like a man coming into the league. You know? So, Kenny, you know, I I definitely got I got I got faith in you. I'm not going to put you on my fantasy team no more. That's a dub. <laughs> you know? And that but that's good though. Maybe me not putting you on my fantasy team You might go out there and wild out Cause that seems how Like, And I'm not the only one that played fantasy If you listen to this I know you probably dibble and dabbled in fantasy It seems like that right The one week you don't pick somebody They go off Crazy right But yeah man Kenny It's looking little like he's gonna go He's present We gonna keep track on this man Like I said man Got episodes dropping All the way till Friday And we gonna just monitor that man But hey Kenny Like I said Just make sure you make them fluid decisions (laughs) Get the ball out Make sure the guys know exactly where they going man Because if they don't know Yeah that's on the coaches But on that field That's on you That's on you that's all you, yo man. Next up, this man's been running crazy since the third quarter of the Texans game, and he kind of continued to run crazy with the week. His mentality, I'm talking about Najee Harris. Now, Najee, he came out. You know, it's been three. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, today's Wednesday. It's been about four days of Fire Canada. This is the coach's fall. It's some Fire Mike Tomlin out there. It's a whole lot of this and that. On the last couple podcasts, outside of the Fire Matt Canada situation, even on that podcast, I was blaming the players, man, because at the end of the day, the players are pros. Kenny kind of said that at his press conference, man. You know These guys are pros If they don't want to be out there They shouldn't be out there Or you know Whatever Kenny said But Najee was talking To the media today And He was basically saying That the coaches Aren't the ones Who play soft You know He said the guys Are playing soft And our last episode With Money Mitch Shout out to Money Mitch My guy over there Yo I asked him straight up I said bro are the Steelers fake tough? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like when the tough teams come, we fold. Only reason why I had asked that question, I didn't even elaborate on there, is because I'm also a New York Knicks fan in basketball. And fake tough was something that I was hearing, not last year's playoff with Jalen Bronson, um, Brunson, the year before that. Not the year, like, you know, where, uh Julius had the flame out in Atlanta. Our guy's fake tough. You know what I'm saying? It kind of looked like that because we we didn't play with enough heart or we didn't play with more heart and energy than the Hawks. But scratch that. Shout out to Nick and 30, my bro Trippy man. Y'all go check him out. He gonna talk all that Nick stuff. But I'm back with the Stella stuff. (laughs) You feel me? And we played soft. We played soft. Two games. The two games we got smoked, we played soft. So I had to ask that question, you know? And it's dope. Not dope, but... Najee ended up saying that. He said a whole lot more. He said, we have to execute at the end of the day. No matter who's back there calling the plays. I honestly say we're not doing that right now. Not coaches. It has to do, I mean, it has nothing to do with the coaches. It's players. We have to play better. He continues. You know, truthfully, I think we're just not playing with an edge right now. That's what we need to do better. You know, and I totally agree with that. They not playing with an edge. That's the reason why I asked, are the Steelers fake tough? And I didn't really mean the offense, I mean the defense, man, because the defense, they're like, I'd be feeling sorry for the defense because I played defense when the offense wasn't good. Um, You're out there a lot. You're out there a lot, and it, it gets to the point where you may give up a play here. You may give up a play there. But after a while, it's like, yo, man, what is the point? Without them saying what is the point, it's like that's subconsciously they're saying it. Like, yo, we get a turnover. If we're not going to score, we're not going to score. If we're not going to score on defense, we're not going to score. You know? And and today's generation of athletes, I don't think they can handle that like, um, let me say, like the 2000 Ravens. The only time I'm probably going to shout the Ravens at. You know, where their offense was trash. They just had to probably score once, <laughs> you know. And, you know, their defense did the rest. But those days are long over, man. So, I can understand you run, you all, like, you got, like, 300 plays in one game on defense. <laughs> you know, we lose the time of possession battle in these, like, very bad. You know, I'm not sure if it was we lost it in every game. But we definitely lost in the two games we got an ass kick. You feel me? But Najee also he continues, man. He continues on, and he says, in a big, in a bigger picture, I understand. I might argue with the coaches a lot. It might look like something else that is not just as a competitor. When you feel like you can do something for the team, you will want the ball a lot, I guess. You know, and that's that's referencing um, the third quarter he had. You know, and him being featured more just because of that. And I feel like that's just a running back's mentality, period. You know, if you play football, no matter what level, you understand that, yo, when you have that running back that gets it going, not only does the running back say, feed me more, the coaches are like, yo, let's feed them more, normally. The coaches like, yo, let's feed them more. And our offense really needs that feed them more mentality because Kenny still has, Kenny is, has to have rhythm And it's tough to try to put Kenny is Alright Kenny is not Joe Burrow You know He's not these guys That's gonna throw 40 times a game And you can feel comfortable about it You know I should've used another quarterback But He's more of those Backyard football type of guys You know That's kinda trying to learn Like to play like structured Or with rhythm but he needs the he needs to be in rhythm, you know. Let not try to play with rhythm, but he needs rhythm to succeed. That's his game. He needs that rhythm to succeed. So Najee, he kind of continues, man. He said, "I think that mentality, you know, speaking on the late last year when they had the back-to-back wins against Raiders and um, Ravens, he said is he said, I think that mentality is where we need to be at." We did not play with that mentality last week. Truthfully, to be honest with you guys, I was frustrated with that too. Just looking at film, our mentality as an offense, it just wasn't good at all. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. You know what I'm saying? And then this is where he kind of backs up Matt Canada and you know Coach Tomlin and the rest of the guys. He says, I see everyone talking about this coaching stuff about play calling but if you got to excuse me you got to know how football works coaches only can coach we got to execute the plays we're not trying to point the finger at all this is not the time to do that and you know what Najee Harris sounds like he sounds like a leader even though he's not a captain this year I felt like Kenny was going to get the captain spot in year two anyway, just because it's like, all right, you're the face of the franchise now. You're the franchise quarterback. We're going after the first year. All right, this your team. It's more so like a motivational or secure type thing or whatever, man. But Najee's still a leader of the, of the offense. Deontay Johnson is not out there. And Deontay Johnson, he's more so, I motivate you on my play, but la- like probably since last year he's been better at trying to be a low vocal leader for the guys on offense. But Najee, it's natural for Najee to be a leader of the offense. So him coming out, him being the one to say this, and Kenny, you know, he kind of said some of this too, but coming from Najee, because you know how many times Najee get hit on a regular basis in the football game. He takes, outside of the offensive lineman, he takes the hit in Pat Fry move, Especially Pat move, because Pat Fryman will be getting cracked. Like, I don't understand how he's, like, the only tight end that gets cracked every time he catches the ball. Uh, we got to stop putting him in that type of position, y'all. But Najee be getting hit. And I know we begin on Najee sometimes, and even me. You know, I, I get on Najee sometimes. My only thing on Najee is that sometimes he look like he playing, and he got, like, he look like he got PTSD out there. You know, I'm using that a little loosely, but, you know, sometimes when the hold don't open yet or, you know, he, just sum it up, he just sometimes make the wrong decisions when he, uh, when things are not happening too fast, you know, or on time or whatever. He try to get his little Le'Veon on, and that's not his game. So that that's not all on him, but it's like sometimes... The hole will be there and he won't go through there, you know? And I think that's his rhythm. He's not in rhythm either. He's a he's a big guy. He's a big running back. He's gonna wear you down. So he's a guy that kind of needs a rhythm as well. And the offensive line just have to run block better. And I feel like the guy's not able to run block like that. They get pushed back sometimes. I think you have to change how their stance. You, can, you, you can't change the whole offense But you can change the stance of the offense alignment, man You know, sometimes that help Sometimes that help And they probably ain't not getting off the block Too quick or quick enough Or with enough um Punch To get the guys out the way, push them You know, they had that in the third quarter and But that's kind of like They got a kick in the ass So with a little kick in the ass You gonna, you gonna wild out You gonna wild out You gonna do something but are you going to carry that over, man? Are you going to carry that over? So I'm with Najee as far as, like, putting it more on the players because they professional athletes. They're getting paid to execute what's being called. So, yeah, Matt Cannon do a lot of dumb stuff, a whole lot of dumb stuff. But it's the guys, can't if the guys are good enough, they can make Matt Canna look like a genius just by executing the plays. I see teams that they might only score three points, but they look like the plays that they're doing, it's like, all right, they're just having a bad day. Where with us, it's like, yo, they look like they're confused or they look look like they're not, too short so they're not playing with enough oomph you know enough edge like Najee said you know so I agree with Najee said shout out to Najee for you know putting that out there man letting letting the media know let the fans know that no one's pointing fingers everyone's still on the court and 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 that's kind of echoing because you hear a couple guys talking about that but I just think the guys are young enough not to do that. And Mike Tomlin is the type of coach where if the finger's is getting pointed, man, he lost the team. You know, he's the type of coach where that, that would never be the case, man. But I definitely agree with Najee, man. Salute to Najee for that. Last topic of the day, man. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. He gave his input on the whole Matt Canada saga. And it's a little rumblings out there. And it was kind of like, it was coming out last year as well. And it's it's been hot ever since his podcast started. Because, you know, he talks about every game. And it's dope. It's dope. It's dope. We talking about footballing with Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben, you know, the way he talks about the game, a lot of people are saying, hey, Ben, you need to come back and be our OC. Take care of this job. Take care of this job. So, you know, Pat McAfee show, Aaron Rodgers is like a friend of the show. He's like a regular guest up there, man. You know, and it's dope seeing Aaron Rodgers in that setting because he's, on that show, it seems like he's just talking with the guys, man. So it's dope. And, you know, they, you know, they asked him about it. And his response was, I think Ben can do it. Because he understands the game and could call it in his sleep at the line of scrimmage. But it's very rare that you see great players who come back and are able to be great coaches. I don't know if it's the time commitment or dealing with people that don't see the game that way. Now, that you hear that a lot. You hear that a whole lot. Um, that great players can't be great coaches because their greatness won't allow them to... Well, their greatness as an athlete won't allow them to be great as a coach because they see the game away. way. I was about to repeat this guy, but basically they see a game a, a way that the whoever they're coaching can't live up to because they're not as great because you have to coach them to get there. But they can't see it how you see it. So you see a lot of great players that kind of fumble the ball as coaches in any sport. I think it's more coaches that fumble the ball that are great or dis just don't try. You won't see Michael Jordan ever try to coach a team. You see what happens when you own the team. <laughs> you know? I ain't mean to take no shots at Mike, man. He the GOAT. And you know, Big Ben's style, and you hear it a lot over the years. You hear a whole lot of former players saying how Ben was calling his own plays sometimes. It's it's like a style. That's rare, man. I feel like Kenny... I think that's what attracts Ben to Kenny. Because... Kenny is of that tree of backyard football players. He just has to get it where he got the cachet to start doing things that Ben ended up doing later in his career. Especially in his prime. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers keeps going. He says, Ben, like me, Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys as well. Um... Ben, like me, was one of the few quarterbacks in the league who could just call their own plays. I, love, I always love watching him in those situations. They be behind by a couple scores maybe or in a two-minute drive knowing he's calling it. Where everything now with most teams comes from the sideline. And then he finishes off saying, Still the fans need to chill out. Not saying that. But he's trying to suggest that he said this is an overreaction time. Everyone needs to take a couple deep breaths. We're four games into the season, there's a lot of football left. Don't, first of all, don't say we, don't say we, you know. Look, and Pat McAfee uh, responds to that, but I'm just like, yo, did Aaron Rodgers This tell still a nation to relax? Who he think we are, the Packers? Look, man. But nah, nah, it's dope, though. It's dope. Um, hearing other players, other greats, kind of talk about Ben in that light, man. Because as a Stiller fan, and Big Ben is my favorite quarterback, you know, you heard a lot about, you heard a lot of bad things about Ben. It wasn't easy being a big Ben Roethlisberger fan. It wasn't easy. i tell you that. And I'm not even talking about his play. I'm just talking about everything everyone said about him. In situations, you know, but you know, Pat Mack, he responded, and it's funny because he was like, "The Steelers' offense has been terrible—39 straight games and just a bad stuff." If Ben Roethlisberger was the come call plays, and they would have, and they would have any offensive success at all, they'll put a statue up by next week. All those old steel mills. They open them back up to get enough still to get a big ass big Ben right in the middle of that. <laughs> hey Ben, if you see this, you know. Nah, um Pat Pat funny, man. His show's dope too, man. Um Yeah, man. Yeah, like would I like to see Ben be the OC? Yeah, but will Ben have a real system? I don't know. I don't know. I think Ben can use Matt Canada's offense and call a better game than Matt Canada. But I don't think Ben wants Matt Canada's offense. You know, so that's just a reach. I was I had to see it to believe it. I gotta see Big Ben coach somewhere. <laughs> and see him be successful before I just be like, yo, just let him do it, man. Cause like I said, every great player are not like they don't become great coaches, man. We will see it a whole lot. More But yo That's the end of the show man Stills for 7 Podcast 108 Thank you for tuning in Look tomorrow We are gonna have A throwback Episode Man we are gonna talk about One of the infamous One of the You can really pick a few of these But I'm gonna talk about The Ravens and Stills rivalry You know From the Ray Lewis time To the Peasy time you know, the the Terrell Sucks time, Lloyd Nata, it's Antonio Holmes, Antonio Brown. You know, I'm going to talk about all that. I might actually pick an individual game to speak about, man. But we're going to get into it, y'all. We're going to get into it, man. Thank you for listening. Shit guy, cat, Easy. We are out of here. Make sure you follow everything Stillers for 7 podcast, except for Twitter, now known as X. It's just Stillers for 7 Pod. VSN man shout out to the family we working we working we working it's not just those for seven podcasts got a whole lot of things man from not just sports as well we got but we got basketball we got other sports on deck and we got real life talk man so make sure y'all tune in Venture season network stills for seven podcasts this shit got kept easy have a nice one The Pittsburgh Steelers have signed and cut a few players. Man, the players they cut—running back Greg Bell. I feel like Greg Bell been cut by us like two or three times already this year. That's like a thing. Um, also, Jalen Camp and Jacob Copeland—they both were obviously wide receivers. They got cut, and we cut those guys. To make room for two guys that we signed. One used to play for Detroit Lions. He's an offensive tackle named China Easy. And I felt like I seen Easy play some snaps for the Lions, man. I don't know. I feel like I did. And also former Jack Denzel Mims. And I felt like I seen him play as well. And with these guys getting into the mix, only time would tell if their roles be increased or they're just around just for bodies, you know, um, as far as like practice and whatnot. I think the sign-ins, especially the, the easy one is like Dan Morgan hurt, just having an extra body. And the memes is like, maybe he can do something. The other guys can't but who knows, man. Cause we, we have released, um, Was Des Fitzpatrick, I think that was his name. We released him not too long ago as well. So we don't know. We don't know. Most of the time when I see practice squad, certain things and stuff like that, I just be like, uh, these guys are just practice squad. But you never know in the NFL, especially the way that we're playing on offense. These guys may have a chance to contribute. You know, y'all let me know how y'all feel about that, man, on any platform. You know, just hit me up and I'll let y'all know. How I feel about, but but yeah, man, that's what happens in that. And also, as far as the rosters, as we talking roster, it seems like we finally got this one man up the fold. I heard last week or sometime a week before. I want to say last week for sure that this man is starting to get it. And, you know, he just he's not getting a lot of time because he's still learning the playbook. He he got on a moving train and. We only seen him return kick, like kick kickoffs, and I'm like, when I see him back there to return kickoffs, I be like, hey, why isn't he playing on defense? Well, that's all over, man, because Desmond King got moved to the starting lineup. He's gonna be starting with uh, Shannon Sullivan, and Desmond King, to me, I feel like is a better, is an upgrade playing in the nickel. Because he did some things for the Texans, man, um, last year. Um I think he got about like two interceptions and like eight pass deflections. And that's our then, you know, that's better than what we got so far from Sullivan. Sullivan, he he played four games. He started four games for us, but only got six tackles in the pass deflection. We definitely need more at that position. So seeing Desmond Kane get the nod is a co starter. And you know how we all we got packages for everybody. We don't got we don't got too many players that can play every package, man. That them days is over, man. Ryan Shazer might have been the last one, man. Um, I salute to Ryan Shazer, w what, what he's doing right now and how you know you, you know what's up. <laughs> but Desmond King, I think Desmond King. He's he will make an impact on the defense. Because you have the eight years of experience. Oh, is it eight years? Eight years? Let's see, eight years with him, man. I believe it was eight years. But if it ain't eight years, then, you know, he had about 53 games. He played 53 games of uh, as a starter. So Desmond King getting that nod. I like that. I'm not going to lie. I like that. We're going to see how that go. Y'all let me know if it's going to be. An upgrade or y'all think it's gonna be more of the same? I think Desmond King is definitely gonna be an upgrade um with his knowledge of the game and just his production history. So yeah, man. Yeah, I can see him make an upgrade. And he's not he not too old. Well, he's not old, you know. He's I think twenty-eight or twenty-nine. Um let me look here. Let me see. Let me see if I can pull up his age. Yeah, he's 28. You know? Right in his prime. Right in his prime prime. So as a defender, I think defenders, their prime come a little late um, between like 25 and maybe 32, you know, so it, it, you have your lucky ones that conti- their prime continues on to like 35 and stuff like that. But yeah, man, I think Desmond King definitely going to be somebody that's going to make a splash for us, man. I, I'm I'm kind of banking on that and I'm kind of waiting for that. So I'm going to Des, yo Des. I'm going to be looking, man. I'm going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see, man, because the defense definitely needs something in the the secondary because when we do not have, you know, a pass rush going on, and I think last week is just one of those weeks that's like, all right, that's that's that. But that's not going to happen all the time. But if it does happen again, I think having a Desmond King will help I still manage to do something, you know, and not get like smoke or whatever. But yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. It's a new season, baby. Still for seven podcasts. You already know what it is, man. Gang gang, you already know what it is, man. Still the gang, it's a gang, it's the gang. You already know that, Still is for seven, yeah. We bout to go get it. Still a gang, we win it. Go down in the trenches, yeah. We ain't tryna kick it like Drake. We do it for the sixes, then we can kick it, yeah. This our division, the other three go missing. Come on, let's get it, yeah. This our division, Super Bowl, let's win it. Still is for seven, yeah. We bout to go get it. Still a gang, we win it. Go down in the trenches, yeah. We ain't tryna kick it like Drake. We do it for the sixes, then we can kick it, yeah. This our division, the other three go missing. Come on, let's get Yeah, this our division, Super Bowl, let's (laughs) win it